Welcome to the Nestorious Public Radio Show. I'm your host, Nestor Rodriguez, a.k.a. Nestorious the Glorious, the warm fuzzy who is he? Who does he? Take your finger out your ear, pay attention, cause the knowledge is near. Word the fuck up. That's right, motherfuckers. Word the fuck up. The knowledge is nizier. You know what I'm saying? Not over this ear, over his ear. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the Nestorious Public Radio Show. It's Thursday night. It's 9 o'clock. You know you haven't done your fucking laundry. You know you got shit stains in the membrane. You know it's midnight in New York City. It's 9 p.m. in L.A. County. And uh, we're live from downtown motherfucking L.A. on Skid Row. Beautiful Skid Row Studios. Uh, there's some new shit going on. We got the live stream fucking crystal clear uh, video shit going on. So if you ain't doing nothing, man, you got a video, you paid your internet bill, check out the livestream.com or go to skidrowstudios.com. There's a link right on the top, and uh, it'll take you to live stream. And you can see our motherfucking asses. You know what I'm saying? Word. So we got my man, my co-host, nigga Rich. What's up? What's up, guys? going on, everybody? I don't know what the hell I'm saying anymore. How you doing? Good to see you. He's chilling, man. He's chilling the fuck out. <laughs> and to his right, uh, uh, Simon Kaufman is not in town, so I got my brother, uh, Sal Rodriguez. Hello there, show. Sal Rodriguez. Relationship cousins. Mexican, Puerto Rican. We're related, motherfucker. No matter what, if your name is Rodriguez, then we're related. Big the fuck up to all the Rodriguez's, which, by the way, um, we're getting close towards the end of the year, right? This episode is, uh, I don't know the na- the number of it, but uh, today is what? December what? Nine? No. So no. T- December is 5th, because tomorrow's the 6th. <laughs> None of us yeah. know. It's no, the 5th. That's how great of a life we have. <laughs> I don't, we have such a, I don't have to know. We have such a great life. <laughs> I don't wear a watch either. Me neither. Me neither. We have such a great life that we don't even know what fucking time it is anymore. But that's good. That's a good thing. Um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It is a good thing. December 5th. And so we're winding down. You know, it's the last uh, couple of weeks of the year. And, uh, you know, we're here, man. You know what I'm saying? We're chilling. Should old acquaintance be forgot. <laughs> I'm like motherfuckers singing all anxiety. <laughs> Niggas ringing all anxiety and shit. all sentimental and shit. Yeah. Danger, danger. That's what I'm talking about. That's how I feel when I hear that song. <laughs> like right around October 31st, I, t- I start hearing that shit. I'm like... Oh, shit. <laughs> My life is coming to an end. <laughs> oh, shit. You get anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, like there's a rush. Like, we're racing towards something, towards the end of the year. You know what I mean? I like to think of my life as running tor- uh, from something as opposed to racing to something. Well, well, I mean, it, it, we all, we all uh, suffer from this, which, you know, around Thanksgiving, you start thinking, oh, shit, it's the end of the year. M- you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's looming. It's... Yeah, it's you know. just time gets compressed, man. You yeah. got to get, there's a billion things you got to do. Yeah. A bunch of people that you tried not to see all year, now you have to see them because it's the end of the year. Well, that's one thing. All that shit happens. It just all squeezes into the fucking end, and then you fucking, and then that's, no, no, that, you end up drunk in the fucking gutter somewhere. Wait, these people you're talking about, are you talking about your family? <laughs> family. Oh, wait, no, I'm, no, you know, just friends. Family, whoever. I, that, 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 it's just everybody. Every, everything is compressed. There's a lot of shit for you to do. That doesn't you know? matter. What matters, I'm t- what I'm talking about, I mean, that matters to some, and I get it. Uh, uh, what I'm talking about is just this, like, anxiety that all of a sudden, I'm sorry, man, like, you got to accomplish shit. It's like, it's just another, you know, three weeks, and then, you know, it's, it's just another number, right? I wish I had that pressure. I don't do any of it. It's a, do no, any. it's a psychological thing, though. And, 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 and I think it's multiplied by if you had a fucked up childhood, all that stuff gets brought back for some godforsaken reason. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really have a fucked up childhood. I had a fucked up childhood and a good childhood. It was, it was very mixed. Well, it's good. See, it's see, a good, good balance. Yeah, but it gives me mixed feelings about my mother. That's the problem. Mm. Oh, okay. I don't hate her, but she... She has pissed me off a lot. Well, everyone has. I love her. I love my mother. Everyone has. You love your mother. Everyone has mother mother. issues. 
Everyone? Everyone has mother oh, yeah. issues. Really? Yeah. yeah. You're not special. Here. <laughs> how about, okay, how about daddy issues, motherfucker? <laughs> I have a friend of mine who's a psychologist, older man. He has a book called Letting Go of Mother, okay? And the beginning of the book goes on, it starts with, the first thing everyone says is mommy, and the last thing most people will say is mommy. I've heard that, yes. Okay. On their deathbeds. That's right. So there's, you know, the mother as a symbol, as a, as a, as a figure in your life, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, is very powerful. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm just saying there's a lot to be said for your fucked up childhood, a good childhood, whatever. You know what I mean? But uh, we're coming towards the end of the year, and that I just wanted to acknowledge that. But you know what? <laughs> Nelson, I just want to say, you know, I want to give a serious big up to, to one of the most amazing men, right, on the planet and in our lifetime. You know what I mean? Nelson, oh, by the way, I just want to make sure people are, are, are aware, just so we know where we're at in history. Nelson Mandela was once called a terrorist. Whoa, whoa! I haven't, I haven't even said who we were talking about. You started to say, and, and you it, fucking, and I was gonna say, I was gonna say Nairobi Jones, my favorite okay, rapper. Okay, okay got no, it. no, 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 Nelson Mandela. But before you that, let me preface with no, the no, fact I'm, that you know what? I'm sorry. No, you, no, 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 no. Let me just preface with the say. You can go for it, no doubt. I just want to preface with the fact that Nelson Mandela passed today. Yes. You know, December fifth. So. Big the fuck up. I'm not even going to do a Japanese voice or a fucking uh, uh, Jamaican voice. I'm just going to say big the fuck up. Big the fuck up for a man who championed, you know, to end apartheid in, in, in South Africa and, you know, championed humanity. You know what I'm saying? That was the most mm -hmm. respectful big ups I've ever heard you do. Well, dude, that guy right there, that's one of those guys that when you I, when you first heard of Nelson Mandela, and you, and probably you didn't know about apartheid. No, I, I learned about Nelson Mandela through KRS-One. Right, but I'm saying, did you know about apartheid and what was going on in South Africa? I mean, we're talking about fucking, you know, late 19... Hundreds here, right? Well, I, you, I believe so. And there's sl slavery and, 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 and segregation and all that shit. You're like, what? Right. Sure. So, so most of us didn't know about it until you know this man came into the 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 uh, uh, media. You know what I mean? And we were brought made aware of who he was and all that other stuff. So, uh, you were saying he was a terrorist. Let me read a little snippet of who he was, what he was, what he was accused of. No, 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 wait, wait. You just said I. No, no, I am not saying he was a terrorist. I'm saying he was called a terrorist at one point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By his adversaries. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Nelson Mandela and his extraordinary life will enrich the great moral debates on war and peace for generations to come. Uh, for the moment, however, at the news of his passing, I am thinking about tomatoes in my garden in South Africa and in Mandela's prison garden. Uh, this is this guy, Kurt Schill uh, Schillinger, uh, <clears throat> from the Christian Science Monitor. His middle name loosely translated means troublemaker. Nelson Rolihlahla. Rolihlahla. H-L-A, H-L-A, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Nelson Roli, ha, 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 la, Mandela, was a petty thief, a pioneering lawyer, a political upstart, a guerrilla commander, a terrorist to his foes, a prisoner, and the peacemaker who broke the chains of apartheid in South Africa and became its first black president. The world mourns his passing, but his extraordinary life will enrich the world's great moral debates on war and peace for generations to come. Um, as reports of Mandela's declining health continued over the past few months, I began thinking of another great lesson that Mandela taught me about tomatoes. Uh, just to slice them, uh, not too thin, and uh, you know, relatively uh, enough so that you can have some of the meat in them so when they go on your salad or your uh, bagel with cream cheese the way moi likes it. Sometimes you could grill them. Well, then you got to cut those thick. Yeah, they yeah be, you got to thick steak them. cut. Big and, old and, beef steak tomatoes. And, but they see, can't, and they can't be ripe. You think you think um, uh, uh, about all the things that he did, it's it's amazing. You know, you went off that, you know, the, the list of everything that he, he started off as, as a petty thief and right. all of that. Right. What'd you do this week? Me? <laughs> you know, not you specifically. <clears throat> I'm saying you looking, you know, listening whoever, in. Whoever. whoever. Well, you, everybody. The, the everybody. general you. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, that's... 
It takes amazing character well, and, and amazing drive to, every, to, to stand behind. Everyone in America stand. starts out as, as a petty thief. That's just where you want to go. America itself is a petty thief. Right. But the reason I, I, <laughs> the, the reason I mentioned that he was called a terrorist is because there was some sort of social philosopher or social scientist that said, that said the expression, uh, today's uh, revolutionary, tomorrow's savior. Sure. So, so the sure. people, the people that are 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 criticized sure. heavily mm-hmm. during their lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, later on become the poster children for for revolutions and and uh, and sometimes compassion and goodness and radical thinking. Yeah, you know, you you know, it, it's like anything in life, right? If you live in American society in the Midwest and take away the metropolises of America, and you're white and you wear fucking purple hair or some shit, something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? So anybody who's different from the norm, and that's just on a very smaller scale, is, you know, something's wrong. Now, I wouldn't say they're terrorists, but, you know, they're fucked up, right? Well, you know, the interesting thing is, since we're talking about Mandela, is that if he's labeled a hero, then there must have been an, an adversary. Mm-hmm. Who are those the go- people? The who, government. Who, yeah, I'd like to see their pictures. I want to I look at them. Well, they're all hiding in shame. Are because, they? Uh, I'm sure. Just like fucking the, the Germans, at, you know, the, the uh, Hitler fucking Germans. I was watching another documentary. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking into documentary. I swear to God. <laughs> I, I, there's, like, you go on... Yeah, you, you reach a point in your life when it's you no, know, no. It's, it's just, just that you go on YouTube and I start. Uh, it's good. I, I, you know, I start googling. You know, eighties hip hop wear and 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 eighties hip hop. Uh, 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 you know, uh, music posters, concert posters for one of my episodes. You know, one of my uh, 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 throw throw. You know, uh, mixtape episodes. And this fucking documentary comes up, and then another, and I'm like, whoa! And then you, you know, you get you get encapsulated. But but I, this that documentary I was, I was listening to, uh, watching was about Kraftwerk, the German electro pop uh, a band from the seventies. You know, oh, there's a band called Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk. If you don't know okay. Kraftwerk, dude, do if, you do you know Kraftwerk? You don't know Kraftwerk? Anyway, Kraftwerk, I'm I, man. It's you like know the them? basis of I turned them on. I turned them on. Music. Really? I, I'm a ter- no, I'm a, I know of Kraftwerk. Uh, I'm a ter- no, wait, you know of Kraftwerk because of Nestor, or you knew before? No, I knew before. Oh, okay, no, Absolutely. I never knew. I well, never knew I'm going to turn you on to Kraftwerk. By the way, Jeremy, did you get my email about Kraftwerk? They're performing in in uh, the the Disney concert hall. Did you get that? I, I didn't see that, man, but it's that at the bottom. Great. It's at the bottom. Dude, I sent you a link at the bottom. You got to go. I want to go to that. Well, me too, bro. It's my birthday, March 20th, and the best album, in my opinion, is Computer World. Yeah. And that's March 20th. So, yeah, you know. Craftwork, man. They, they started electronic music. Well, I'm going to hook yeah. you up right now. I'm going to hook you up with Numbers. Numbers is like the one of the most fucking dope ass. No, wait. Do they have hits in the U.S. or were they no, overseas? Oh, dude, dude, dude. The, Am they, I completely ignorant or, or did they, you had to listen to international music? Or no, what? no, no, no. But hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me just get to this. Even Karis pl- one, he listened to this. I'll play this shit. I'll play this shit. This is from the album Computer World. Anyway, I'm going to play it a little bit. And then hopefully there's no ad here on YouTube. Um, no, I got. Oh, if you well, it's on YouTube. You you got it ready? Here we go. This is dope, dope shit. The classic. In fact, this track right here has transcended popular music to underground dance music. Like any DJ that knows about anything will play this. Okay, what year is this from? 81. Okay, I've heard this before. I didn't know who it was. Kraftwerk. Okay. And they're from where? Germany. They were from, I don't know where in Germany. When you're playing that too? You're playing it too? When you were saying you found a documentary on Kraftwerk, I thought you meant like... Uh, you know, uh, rubber stamping and knitting. And, and that's what that's what most people uh, think about. Um, um, here, here's the other one that I, I'm going to play. Well, <clears throat> let me get back to the point of why I mentioned Kraftwerk, uh, which this is fucking ADD theater here. <laughs> but <laughs> this was not in the in the in the, uh, no, in, in the program no, uh, schedule. No, because because what it is is that I'm watching. We're talking about uh, terrorists and and shame and what happened to those people that fucking were uh, uh, for apartheid. I was watching this documentary on on um, on uh, Kraftwerk, and Who's they were talking about uh, Hitler when Hitler was taken over. 
Germany was filled with all these Hitler supporters. Yes. They were, a lot of them were teachers. What are you going to do? Get rid of all of them? Then who's going to be a teacher? Yeah. So the, the, the culture was still inundated with these people. So, of course, these fucking people are not going, Heil Hitler, you know, I, I'm a supporter. They, they're going to fucking try to hide out in shame. You know what I mean? You mean yeah? After the war, of course. Yeah. W- once, once here, transfer. By the way, Kraftwerk. Who who stole whose style? Devo stole Kraftwerk. Yes, or Kraftwerk stole yes. Devo. Yes, really. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Kraftwerk. Their first album is 1972, but this is their shit. You know, Planet Rock. Yes. Africa Bambata. Yes. Africa Bambata sampled that from this. Oh wow! Trans Europe Express. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. This is the shit right here. Anyway. This, this is good uh, uh, retro music history. This is fucking retarded. You want retro music history? I, I, I'll hit you up. I'll blast I'll blast you up with some. I got to tell you, Nestor, I've known you, what, five, six years now? How long have I known you? You've known me. Hold on. You've known me for around that time, okay, yeah? Okay, so in five, six years, I could I could probably say you've promised me a mixtape of some form or another, and you have never delivered. Well, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing because if you subscribe to Nestorious Public Radio, I'm glad that you brought that up. This is the original. This isn't fucking German. We would have fucking danced to that Ooh. in high school Ooh. all night long. Dude, man. this is hot shit. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you brought that up. That I owe you a mixtape. Um, uh, what you do here is you subscribe, right, to Nestorius Public Radio. You go to iTunes, you subscribe, and you get automatic downloads of my shit. And if you pay attention, there's some fucking jewels in there. You know what I mean? I throw a couple of mixtapes. You know what I mean? House music, underground house music. My next one is uh, uh, Nestorius Public Radio Mixtape Volume 3, Hip Hop, The Evolution. For all you hip hop heads, you know, that you think you know hip hop, go back to the South Bronx. I'm going to hit you up with some of the dope shit. And, you know, I'm going to continue. I'm going to do one on electronic music, some pop music, some dance music, shit like that. But the Volume 3, which will be up shortly, probably, uh, um, if you're listening live, it'll probably be up in a couple of days. If you're not, then you know what's up because you'll have it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, this is Kraftwerk. This is the shit. I like that Africa Bombada uh, stole this, essentially. Well, uh, they didn't... St- well, well, yeah, they did. To make up for when white people stole rock and roll, okay? That's what this is about. Okay, so 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 for those of you that don't know Planet Rock, I'm just going to give you a reference. You just heard Trans Europe Express, and you're going to fucking hear Africa Bambada. Africa Bambada is known as the godfather of hip-hop. So... Um, and Planet Rock is uh, Africa Bambata and the Soul Sonic Force. So Planet Rock took that, you know, just listen up. Get your ear hold. Ow. You'll hear that. Mm-hmm. Because this is back from the old days of hip-hop when you would literally put on an album on the instrumental B-side and for you new schoolers, B-side would be like flipping a CD over which would be unfathomable. Unfathomable. So you would put on the B-side instrumental and rap over it and that's all it was. But this is... You see that? That's Trans Europe Express right there. Right? Rock, rock, the planet rock. Anyway, anyway, Nestor can can name any sample and any song within three beats. Well, no, I can listen to a track and in half a beat, I can I can hit you up with some juicy facts. So I mean, if they had like a name that tune in the hood, oh, uh, he would win. I could do name that. He's pretty. He's very good. I can do name that tune in the hood, but I could also do name that hood. In the in in, in the, the tune. tune in the tune. <laughs> well, you know, you're always working, man. You got to hang out with us with us sometimes. You know what I mean? I, I, Rich. Anyway, look, it's impossible work- to if we're sitting at a restaurant and then all of a sudden in the background will be a. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he's, all, he's immediately on it, man. He's like, and then oh, you know what? That That is from, uh, let's see, who is. <laughs> and you know what? Nestor Gloria does? Gainer first. I, he'll just pull some obscure <laughs> fucking Gloria thing. Gloria Gainer. <laughs> yeah. Nestor's yeah. Pull it right out a, of his ass. He does music peer pressure. You know how much he literally, like, tries to stronghold me to get me to listen to Big Pun? He's like, you have oh, to, oh, you have to. And he'll text me, have you listened to Big Pun yet? Oh, I'm like, dude. no, dude, I'm fucking living my life. I have not dude. listened to Big Pun yet. Okay, okay, okay. All right, look. 
I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to drop you. I'm gonna have to drop you drop on some, some knowledge. I'm just gonna have to drop you on just just one track so that you know what I'm talking about. Did you listen to the to the to the big palm that I was telling you about? Um yes. Hold on a second. What fuck it? Here it is. Here it is. Okay. This is a fucking remake of Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. All right? This dude is unbelievable. And then we're going to get to the crux of my show for today. Shit is dope. Dude was like 360, uh, 600 pounds when he died or some shit. What the fuck am I going to the gym for? You're wasting your time. That's Snoop right there giving him. Watch, listen to this shit. Oh, that's yeah. deep, that's deep cover. Yeah, yeah, but it's called Twins. This is this is Fat Joe. Ready for war, Joe? How you wanna blow these blocks? I know these dirty cops that'll get us in if we murder some wop. Hop in your hummer, the punishes ready. Meet me and Beatles with noodles, we do this do while these slurping. Listen to this lyric. Everybody kiss the fucking floor, Joe. We crack fuck them all if they move. Noodles shoot that fucking war. Dead in the middle of little, literally little. Did we know that we riddle to middle man who didn't do diddly? It'll be a cold time. Ah, nigga, what? You can't fuck with that. You can't fuck with that. What? What? Fuck the year, man. What fucking year I'm gonna is give this? you the fucking lyric again. He goes into niddle noodly niddly. Why? Just listen to this I shit. I say she sells seashells sitting by the seashore. Just get schooled, nigga. Everybody kiss the fucking floor till we crack. Fuck them all if they move. Noodle shoot that fucking whore. Dead in the middle of little, little, little. Did we know that we riddle to middle man who didn't do diddle? Nigga, you bugging the fuck out. You know what? They played that song at my church potluck night. You bugging the fuck out. Let me tell you something. Big the fuck up to Big Pun. Big the fuck up to the Terror Squad. Big the fuck up to Fat Joe. Big the fuck up to all y'all niggas in the South Bronx. Now I'm saying... You know what I'm saying? See, that's not how you big up Nelson Mandela. That was very different. No, Nelson Mandela had a different prop. Anyway, what we're going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, the intention of today's show. <laughs> Talk about switching fucking gears here. Yo, dude, I, the thing is, you know, that's I do another podcast called The Breaks. And you, wait, you still do that? Yeah, of course. Oh, we're going know. on the second year. And we stopped having an outline for that specific reason. Because we go in there with a fucking professional outline and shit. We start with dental floss. We end up with fucking anal... Air uh, hair removal techniques. Like we go from like right. <laughs> with dental floss, you end up with anal beads. Yeah, that's yeah. how I normally end all my conversations. I find with anyway. anal beads, dude. Yeah. Dude, over flossing my anus. Either it's, way. It's, it's just ridiculous. So, so what I wanted to do, being that uh, you know, technically it's after Thanksgiving, and the big deal after Thanksgiving is Black Friday and the mass commercialization of fucking people's brains. Big I, ups to Black Friday, you fucking violent head stop. Motherfucker. Yo, fuck yeah. Anyway, that big pun joint, come on, dude. Oh, that's good. That shit was good. I gotta say, I mean, but look, I like the original with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. What am I gonna say? I like that more? No, no, but the remake of this is unbelievable. I mean, no, it's good. It's unbelievable. Good. Yeah. And it's different. It's not like they're ra- it's not like they're taking it and, and, and redoing it in their own voice. Completely different. If you listen to that track, yeah. you, you know. You'll, you'll, you'll no, they're basically just using uh, the, beat. the beat. Yeah, yeah, but it's amazing. Anyway, so what I wanted to talk about was Walmart in particular, because Walmart has this uh, this uh, uh, hold on America, and I'm fascinated by Black Friday and all of the antics and insanity that uh, follow, and the, just the insanity. How you know when we were kids, right? Thanksgiving. People stayed home. They ate, uh, you know, turkey. They chilled out. They passed out. Didn't we just cover the fact that I had a fucked up childhood? Well, I'm just saying, in general, I had a fucked up childhood, but but I still had a turkey, motherfucker. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because of you, we have Black Friday, motherfucker. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's for you. Dude. That's good. I hate your face. Dude, there were fucking soup kitchens and all sorts of shit. And on Thursday, there's turkey, stuffing, and cranberry. Everyone's eating. Everyone's eating turkey. All right? But that's not the point of this. Which the point- most of the time is overrated. I mean, think about it. what other time during the year do we give a shit about turkey? I don't really? like turkey, so it doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is you would stay home and you'd be with your family now. And watch the Twilight Zone marathon if you grew up here in Los Angeles. I, I have the, had that in New York. I have the Twilight Zone fucking 
50 disc box set collection. But let me get <laughs> let me get through this so we can get to the crux of the show without any fucking, you know, segues or fucking tangents, all right? So Thanksgiving Day, people were off. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, people chilled out. At some point in America, it became, you know, the day after Thanksgiving is this big sale day, right? And, like, we have to go get up at 5 in the morning to go, you know, be the first ones online to get the best of the best and not blah, blah, blah. And then at some point in America, you know, these these huge fucking super centers of stores started opening up and 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 and. People started lining up and, you know, they had to be barricaded as if they were going to go see Big Pun in concert. You know what I mean? And 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 once the barricade was open, you know, people bum rushed in there. And, and then, you know, little by little, it became this thing where instead of five in the morning, they were opening the store at fucking midnight on mm-hmm. Thursday night and two in the morning and all this other bullshit. And with that came, you know, the, 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 the fucked up mentality of people wanting something for nothing and and fights and brawls and all sorts of shit. So I was fascinating with fascinated with that. And a good friend of mine, Alex, was telling me about the documentary, uh, Walmart documentary. I think it's called uh, the high the high cost of low prices. Is that right? The high cost of low price. Right. The high the high cost mm-hmm. of low price. So I watched the documentary. It's a fucking brilliant documentary because it basically you know uh, uh, kills the myth that Walmart you know. Is about community. Is about you know whatever the fuck. Well, well what I'm going to do is I'm going to play uh, a big convention that o- the movie opens with, with the president of Walmart, and this is in 2004, I think. And just pay attention to what he says Walmart is. Oh shit! Hold on a second. Hold on a second. There we go. There's got to be 50,000 motherfuckers in this auditorium. Yeah, and who are they? Are those employees? Uh, board members or stockholders? I think they're stockholders, yeah. I would think, yeah. Listen to this. The president don't even, the president of the United States don't even get this. ...to be the CEO of this company because, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Sam Walton or you're David Glass or you're Lee Scott... When you come to this meeting, Lee Scott year, is who this guy is. Say, we had record sales. We had record earnings. We had record reinvestment back into our company. But you know, I say all that, but let me tell you, my friends, you better be ready to be better. Because today, for whatever reason, whether it's our success or our size, Walmart Stores Incorporated has generated fear, if not envy, in some circles. And that makes it more important than ever that we focus on doing the right thing and doing things right every time. There's two things that we should do. Number one is tell the Walmart story. Get the message out there. And the second thing is stay the course. Walmart is too important to individual families who are stretching a budget. We're too important to the suppliers who employ millions of people. We're too important to our associates for whom we have so much love and value so much. And your company will continue to demonstrate our citizenship as a good employer and a member of the communities that we serve so well around this world. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll promise you this. We're going to stay the course, and this company is going to continue to grow. He talks a good game because you got you got to talk a good game as as a CEO, you know especially what, you know when what, you're you covering up a lot you know of bullshit. What? He's talking to the stockholders. Yeah. Okay. So most of these people have already drank the Kool Aid, so he doesn't necessarily need to be doing this. No, but he needs to. Your average. Let me let me let me let me let me let me just let me just let me just wrap up what the fuck he said. He makes, you're right, he paints this good story about how Walmart is crucial to people, right, who are trying to, you know, make a dollar 
stretch a dollar. He talks about like Walmart is, you know, uh, loyal to its employees, to its associates, right? They want to do the right thing sure. f- for their employees, it's their the associates. Fuzzies. The warm fuzzies. No, but he, he, he says a lot in, in that two minutes, right? That's that's his. Yeah. It all sounds great. No, it all sounds great. But then yeah. the movie, the movie goes on into fucking serious facts. Mm-hmm. So basically what Walmart does is they build these huge fucking super centers. And then people know this is not, this is not new information. And what the beginning of the movie or the first third of the movie does is that it basically paints the picture that once a Walmart comes into your community, all those small stores, and again, this is not new, any big store that comes up, a Starbucks or whatever, there goes a little small coffee shop, right? Mm-hmm. But when you have a big motherfucking store like this, a superstore, supercenter comes in, all the small, uh, 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 the food stores, the fucking uh, hardware stores, the uh, opto- optometrist, every little thing, every little specialist will just disappear because they can't compete. Mm-hmm. You go to Walmart, they got eye doctors, they got vegetables, they got they got uh, you know produce department, they got a meat department, they have clothing, they have a mechanic shop, tire shop, they have everything. So one place like this could wipe out a whole fucking wipe out the fabric of any small community in middle America, mm-hmm. okay? Which means jobs disintegrate, right? Mm-hmm. And and pay attention closely because you say jobs disintegrate, but then you say, well, Walmart is hiring a lot of those people, sure. right? And yeah, they are. But as we'll continue to talk, you'll see how much Walmart pays its employees versus how much money Walmart makes. But one of the most amazing things that got me in the beginning, this H&H hardware store from uh, this family in Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. That they've been there for 40-something years. 40-something years, right? And they served farmers, you know. They you know, they sharpened tools. They cut glass. They did stuff. They make, service. And it's a beautiful American archetype of how of, of business in, in this right. country. How, right. You know, uh, it starts somewhere along the line in the family, in the family line. How and you it can, gets passed down to generation, right, generation, right. generation. How you can fulfill they, the American dream. Yes, exactly. Right? If exactly. you work hard, right? right? If you work hard and you do the right thing and you... And you're and you're fair and competitive in your community, you right? Know? Right. But then you get people who don't play this by the rules. They don't play by the you, by the by you, the you by, the, by the small town rules. You but know, there are no They're small town rules. One of the things that got me is that the the grandson of H and H. I forgot it's the the father is I forgot his last name and and the son and then there's the grandson. It was Hunter. Hunter. Mm-hmm. Hunter and Hunter. Yeah. So senior, junior, and then the grandson. He was saying that you know it's sad because his grandfather had to go through hell and high water to fucking get the permit the building permits and the zones and all that shit to build that, you know, uh, structure that became, you know, H&H hardware, right? It's a a fairly decent-sized hardware store, you know what I mean? It's not not like a, you know, convenience store or whatever. It's a pretty decent size. Mm -hmm. So Walmart comes in, and here's the thing. The government subsidizes Walmart. In other words, the government buys the Kool-Aid because obviously they're paying, you know, politicians and whatnot to, you know, digest the bullshit, which is, you know, we're going to create jobs and we're going to do this and we're going to do that for the community and what they do is the government says yeah you build a walmart here we'll give you we'll help you build it no right? when you say the government you mean the local local government, lo- government local government state okay. state and city governments correct okay. they'll say you build it here in fucking cockamamie county and we'll you know we'll give you a a tax cut you know what I mean? You, you, you won't have to pay 100% tax. You'll get, and, and there are numbers that'll tell you how much fucking tax cut they get, like 19000 something uh, per hour. So right. for every hour that uh, a Walmart uh, registers, they get a $19,000 and change tax cut, mm-hmm. right? That's on their fucking gross earnings, right? So they get subsidized to build their stuff. So what's happening now is so they build this thing. H&H has to go. Not only H&H, the optometrist next door, the flower shop next door, the market that sells organic vegetables from the farmers. The farmers eventually will go because the farmers were selling it to, you know, that market and local businesses around. It just trickles down all the way across. Right. So all these people are lost. Uh, they had they had a system in place where they're making a decent wage. Walmart comes in. I forget what the average. You were telling me, Rich, what the average hourly wage is for Walmart. I think you said it was like eleven dollars yeah. and change. Mm-hmm. And the national average is twelve dollars, mm-hmm. something like that. Twelve oh six or something like that. 
twelve oh six. So so I mean that was that was the latest data, which is two thousand ten. Yeah. This That's movie, by the way, that. is in 2000, 2004. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. So Walmart workers qualify for public assistance because the average Walmart employee makes $13,000 a year, 13000 and change, okay? So with that, most of these people who don't have any other means for income and they have two or three kids to support and all that other stuff, they qualify for Medicare. So they were running off some numbers. Alabama, 3,864 children of Walmart employees are on Medicare, okay? Uh, Arizona, 2,700 workers are on Medicaid. Arkansas, 3,971 on public assistance. Connecticut, 824 workers, uh, children are on state health care. Florida, 12,300 workers and dependents on Medicare. So as you can see, not only does our government, our local government, subsidize them building uh, a structure so that they can go on and make billions of fucking dollars and keep it for themselves, right? They also, the government has to subsidize the employees. So your tax dollars go to support, you know, the behemoth of, 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 of Walmart and then to support people that can't fucking make a decent wage and a living to support themselves and get health care, et cetera, et cetera. Make sense? So then if you watch the documentary, I think you, you walk away asking a number of questions. One of them is, what are the advantages to having a Walmart in your town? What are the, what is the advantages to the municipality? Are there any advantages? What are the pluses? I, you know, I, the, I don't think that, that the documentary addresses that question because there's so much uh, 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 offensive shit that goes on that, you know... At no, the, the documentary end, leaves you thinking there are no pluses. It's awesome. Well, I mean, well, if, if it kind of tears the fabric of a small town, if it uproots the entire uh, uh, ecosystem or and financial ecosystem of, of a town, if that's even... Uh, you know, a, yeah, yeah. A term, but but it's it's essentially it's uprooting the, equi the equilibrium. You yeah, say. it's uprooting the entire way that city, that little small town, has been operating for forty fucking years. You know, and so you have an optometrist that can't pass it down to his son. You know, now you've got and and it, look at it this way: a Walmart comes in. How many optometrists do you think they need? Okay. How many optometrists in a small town do you think there are? Two, three? They only need one or two. You know, this, and they're not going to work for a big chain because they're is, not going to pay them as much this, as they were. Making. This is a great. This is a great. Uh, uh, this great point. In the beginning of the movie, there's a couple of quotes. One of them is the. Uh, the I think is uh, the senior of H and H. I forgot his name again. What was it? Henry? Well, that last name was Hunter. I don't Hunter, remember Hunter, their Hunter. first name. That's okay. They don't. One guy get is it. actually hunting, ironically. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, anyway, they don't get it. When we start talking about quality of life, they keep talking about cheap underwear. Okay, mm -hmm. so this is, that's exactly what you're saying. You're talking about apples and oranges, right? You're talking about disrupting the the way things are, the quality of life. Here's another quote. He goes, um, "You you can't buy small town quality of life uh, at a Walmart. They don't sell it. But once they steal it from you, you can't get it back any, at any price." Once they fucking change the dynamic of the way things are, that's it. Bye-bye. See you later. Now now you're at their mercy, so to speak. Now you're at the mercy of how they're dictating your life should be, right? Mm -hmm. How they're dictating how much money you can get. Once they got you, man, it's like a big drug dealer. Once you're fucking hooked, and let me tell you something. If we go, like if we kind of make a tangent right now to Black Friday, uh, they got you, man. They got you. You've seen some of these fucking people, these videos of people getting there at five in the morning. And this is not just in the United States, in Puerto Rico, any of the Commonwealth. I mean, I got I'm not going to get into the 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 sound bites of that. It's just insanity. It doesn't sound like if you play uh, one of these these clips, it doesn't sound like uh, civilized shopping. It sounds like, you know, psychotic Cro-Magnon uh, 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 antics. Well, I'll tell you, I I did experience envy when I read about a guy that bought a 32-inch 1080p HD TV for $99. Right. However, would I be willing to stomp someone in the back of the neck for that uh, $99 32-inch uh, TV? Yeah. I'd have to think about it. <laughs> I think I think this I would... I don't know. Just getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to, to, to save some money on a television set is just, you know... No, wait. Okay. I would get up at 6 I'm not, in the morning... I'm not judging you. No, I'm just saying... 
all the people that are that are lining up to, to to save some money on a fucking television set or a toaster oven or a bread maker, Here. you know, it's Here. like, dude. There are thousands. There it's are like, thousands and thousands and thousands of people here at whatever time, godforsaken time. This year, it was 39 cents a towel. That was their big thing this year. People were fucking killing each other over 39 cents a towel. How many people do you know are willing to get up at five in the morning to kill each other for equal rights? How many fucking people do you know that are willing to get up at four in the morning for better education? Now, hang on. What's the threat count on those towels? The threat count is about 300. Okay, well, you so, know. You know, it, you know, it's not worth 39 well, well, cents. You have to think about it. Am I willing to kill for 300 threat count or just 100? Well, these people are not fucking smart enough to even know what a threat count is. <laughs> That's the fucking problem. If some of them even pose that question, I might have respect for them and Walmart. Okay? <laughs> they have no idea what they're fighting for. They just realize it's 39 cents. You got to get some. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But, so, but let me ask this question. Let, let me play some of this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, these people that we see slugging it out on Black <laughs> Friday, they do not necessarily represent the average person on the street. The average person on the street is not going to kick somebody in the face for a 39 cent towel. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's a good argument. But let me explain to you in 2004, how much, how much more, how much money uh, Walmart grossed. Okay. $240 billion, okay? Where's that money coming from? Think about it. Where's it coming from? Yeah. It's coming from my stupid ass when I go down to Walmart well, to see if if if, uh, if uh, well, Frisky's cat well, food well, is on sale. Well, already. you just told me you just told me that all these people who are waiting online to get in there at 5 in the morning are not yeah. just everyday people walking down the street. And so then I ask you, $240 billion in sales in 2003. 2003. Yep. Now, we're in 2013. That's 10 years later. Do the math. How much? How many more dollars in sale? Sure. You know, this was probably doubled. If, 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 if we safely, we can say doubled. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Yeah. So it's $405 billion revenue in 2009. Okay. So it's probably $500 billion or something. So tell, you, tell me, where's that money coming from? It's not, if it's not just everyday people. I'm not saying. No, no way. You're talking about the, uh, okay, there's two different people that shop at Walmart. One are the Black Friday people that want to kick people in the head. The other people are a guy like me that wants to get his damn kitty litter. Yeah, but you're supporting the big picture. No, no, but what I'm saying is that the Black Friday shopper may be a different animal than just your average shopper. I got you. I got you. But you both are fucking retarded enough to contribute to this this evil fucking, you know, this Stop evil. Stop being retarded. So, so let me show you. Cat I shouldn't say you're retarded. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But I'll say that, uh, here, what I'll well, say. Well, I'm not retarded because I was declared uh, actually gifted as a child. You are gifted. You're very gifted. So, so, let me just say this. <laughs> let me just say, a lot of people, including yourself maybe, I'm not, I don't know, I can't speak for you yet, may be ignorant to the facts uh, surrounding the ramifications of Walmart and, and supporting them. Well, because to be perfectly clear, if you look at the entire picture, if you watch the documentary, yes. Walmart, the high cost of low which price. Which I did. Yeah, yeah. Which well, we all have. Right. Um, it's not just that they, they, they make the mom and pop hardware store shut down, which is terrible. Uh, they do a lot of different things. <laughs> uh, apparently, they are just a giant bully that literally will bully their way into a town and not to mention have an environmental a negatively environmental impact on the town itself, let, including let me, the, the drinking water itself. Let me let me let, let me just let me it's let me everything. just go through let me just go through like five points. Not not that we have to address them all, but just let me give they're anti union, okay? They spend seven thousand dollars annually or per month, I don't remember, on anti union camera package. Uh uh thirty thousand dollars on undercover spy vans, okay? Uh, $100,000 on 24-hour anti-union hotline, okay? Mm. And then there was that $7 million uh, rapid response team with a corporate jet. You remember that? Yes. So if a, f a supervisor is, like, privy to any kind of, you, you say the word union, yeah. they'll call the fucking jet, the, the, the anti-union hotline, sure. and within, you know, a, a couple hours, you get two buffoons coming, and they want to investigate what's going on. Yeah, say, uh, uh, How uh, much? Yeah. Hello, hotline? Yeah, um, my buddy... And co-worker Nestor Rodriguez, who works in Ladies Linens, uh, he is talking about forming a union. I just want to report him. How much? How much fear do you really have that you have to be that afraid and go through that that to that length to fucking prevent unions from organize employees from organizing?
fundraising so they can have better worker rights. How much fear? What are you hiding? You see what I'm saying? So, so $13,861 is the average Walmart hourly uh, uh, annual salary. Lee Scott, the guy who spoke that uh, at the beginning the, of that. The CEO. The CEO at that time in 2005, he made $27,207,799. $27,207,799. $27,207,799. How much he made for that year, 2005. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, here's what they do. Here's what they do. Um, they they give, I forgot, you were telling me how much money they gave. Uh, they donated 2%, 2% of that fucking 200 the, billion, 200 some billion dollars. The Wal, the Wal, yeah, the, the Wal- Walton family gave yeah. 6,000. This is in this year. The Walton family in 2004 gave $6,000 to help fellow workers. In 2004, Walmart employees gave over $5 million to help fellow workers. If you remember recently, there was a big uproar because there was a sign oh, yeah. to collect food for, worker, for workers that couldn't afford it, sure. right? Think about that, dude. Yeah. You have a fucking food drive, not for homeless people, mm-hmm. but for your own employees, by your own employees. Mm-hmm. Okay, think about the think about the visual of this. So they have a critical need fund, is what they have, which most people don't know about it. Which they encourage other workers to give yes. to other workers in need. Sure. Okay, and, and they've done that up up to five million dollars. The other workers, the have. other workers, the, correct. The, the poor workers have opened up their own wallets. Correct. To give. Correct. Whereas, and this is again in two thousand four or two thousand five, the Walton family. Gave six thousand mm. dollars. Okay, uh, which to them is like a, a fraction of a penny. It's to, not even. It's not even a point zero zero one of a cent to them. It's to the them that fell out of their pocket them, in the couch. The yeah. five members of the Walton family, uh, the five, which is the widow mm-hmm. and the four children, the widow of Sam Walton herself. Correct. Yes, a hundred and two billion dollars is what they is what they take home. That's what they're worth. That's what they're worth. Yes. Okay. A hundred and two billion dollars. Yes. Okay. They're one of the richest families, uh, not only in the United States but the world. The world. Yeah. The world. Okay. So think about that money. Think about a hundred and two billion. This was what they were worth in two thousand four. They're worth way more now. Sure. Okay. So if they were to give some of their money to their employees, okay, pay for their health care. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Just pay for it. Sure. Would 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 that hurt them? You think? They say Bill Gates has given fifty six percent of away of, of his fortune Correct. away. Correct. And yet they haven't given a fraction of that as as an entire family. Correct. Correct. So they are the tightest. Talk about Christmas time. A very special episode of a Christmas Carol this week. We have the Walton family playing Scrooge himself. Well, well, this is this is you know these are some of the numbers. First of all, I encourage everybody to watch the documentary. I encourage everybody to watch the documentary. Walmart, the high uh, price of lo- the high cost of low price. Just just. Just watch it. Actually, it's on Netflix if you have uh, uh, streaming. Yeah, if you have streaming, you can see it on Netflix. You could probably get it on YouTube for free. I'll, you know, I got to I got to put a big plug for YouTube. Seriously, um, big up to YouTube. No, no, no. Seriously, seriously, I got to give a big, big up. Big the fuck up to all you YouTube motherfuckers stealing DVDs, uploading them, ripping them to us, motherfucker to watch. Big, big the fuck up. Because you know what's really great is how people have expanded their accounts, so now I don't have to watch a movie in ten minute increments. Right, I can just watch the whole thing. now. No, no, no. But I mean, it's 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 an honorable thing to do. I mean, I, I'm watching. I want to watch three documentaries right now. Netflix doesn't have them. Mm. I would have to pay Apple, right, mm-hmm. iTunes to yes. get them. I go on YouTube. Voila, it's yeah. there. So anyway, check it out, man. If you don't have streaming, I, I guarantee you the they'll, they'll, some of that will be in maybe two or three parts. You may even have to blink really fast to get a really clear picture, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Walmart, the high cost of low price. Um, um, uh, the let me let me just give you a sound bite of Black Friday. Tell me if this sounds like fun. I understand they're fighting over an NPR mixtape at yeah, in yeah. the scene. And this episode on that one they were. So I, I was there. I just gave it to them. I said, <laughs> fuck it. Guys. I was like, guys, guys, let me see. This is another one. I wanna want oh, this is the one in Puerto Rico. This for my people, man. My fucking stupid motherfucking people up in Puerto Rico. This is for you. This is for me, gente. Look up fucking wake the fuck up and stop, stop. 
contributing to this monster, this monstrosity, okay? I know you people, man, mi gente, te tienen que levantar, tienen que despertar para poder ver lo que está pasando en este mundo, okay? Tienen que, tienen que, tienen que digerir la pendejada, la mariconería que está pasando allá en Puerto Rico y en todos los Todas las, to, todas las partes del mundo que estas corporaciones te lo están metiendo por el culo, te están, te están cogiendo y te están doblando y te lo están metiendo ¡fup! bien duro en el culo porque tú no estás, tú estás durmiendo, ustedes están durmiendo, no están, ustedes no saben lo que está pasando aquí. La realidad es que corporaciones como Walmart te están cogiendo de pendejo, ¿ok? Was, wasn't that an entire Daddy Yankee song right there? That was, that was. Anyway. ¡Fuápate! ¡Fuápate! ¡Fuápate, gringo! ¡Fuápate! This is Puerto Rico. Notice how they have a festive music and shit. They got music playing when people are kicking each other's asses. No, no, they're in the barricade waiting to oh, go yeah, in. Okay. <laughs> These are my people. They, they, they're festive about they're it. They're actually dancing at Black Friday. Now they open the barricade, all hell breaks loose. Insanity. Uh, I'm glad the rest of your co-hosts have the privilege of seeing this. This is very helpful. Well, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... like a fucking bunch of goats getting raped. That does not sound, that does not sound like fucking 29 cents that, a towel. That was the guy that got the 1080 PI fucking okay. 32 inch TV. Dude, away dude, from the they're other not guy. even in, they're not even in the store yet. This is a video in the parking lot. I, I, let me see. One minute, one minute and two seconds, they're still fucking chiming in there. One minute, old, young, everybody. It's insanity. You want to check out the video. It's called Black Friday 2013 Stampede at Walmart, Mayagüez, Puerto Rico. Mayagüez is spelled M-A-Y-A-G-U-E-Z. Mayagüez. Now, did It's, you recognize any of your relatives in that clip? No, they're moving too fucking fast. One of them got stompled. I was trying to see if that was my cousin, but <laughs> I, I can't see. So anyway, that shit, it's, it's just not right. It's just not right. Um, okay, um, but, but, okay, okay, but... Believe me, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Walmart. In fact, after watching this documentary again, I had to see it again. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna think twice about shopping. You should. You look. should. You But should. You should. Is that is that Walmart's fault? These assholes. Is that Walmart? You know fault? what? You know what? Walmart contributes to that. Is it? Is it a drug dealer's fault that a crackhead is addicted to crack? Think about it. Do you think it's their fault that, I mean, I'm just standing on a corner. Yes. I got product. You sure. know what I'm saying? Sure. Is it my fault? No. Okay. I don't think it's your fault, but you are an accomplice, I would you, say. You have some responsibility yeah, towards I, it. I, I mean, when when you face judgment at the end of our lives. Bueno, you know, what I'm saying, papi, is that, you know, el rapeo, you know, the game of the rap, it's like, I come over there to you, man, I write a couple of lyrics, you know, I have a couple of beats, you know what I'm saying? Saying, put a little hat on backwards, man. You know everything's cool, right through, baby. You know what I'm saying? Word. By the way, I would like it if you would always talk like that. Yeah, I <laughs> tried. I tried. I want you to maintain that that, that speech when we leave here. I tried right. that. I tried that, and then Walmart said, uh, "Sir, uh, you have to uh, evacuate our store. We do not. We do not." Support uh, Esperanto <laughs> we, language. We, we do not like accents here at. Anyway, Walmart. anyway. So let me just let me just wrap up the 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 beautiful part of this movie uh, that I thought um, uh, was was brilliant. Actually, um, the movie does have uh, some positive uh, aspects to it, which is. Um, so they continually try to build these monstrosities. There was one here in Englewood, California, which, uh, interestingly enough, it was, what, 2007? Well, they tried uh, to build one. Tried to build it. This is at the yeah. racetrack at the Hollywood Race Park yeah. where we just shot our film. Yes. You know, we, 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 we shot the last day of Silver Skies, which... You, Sal Rodriguez, was a part of. Uh, yes, I had an, an actual role in the movie. I had a. He a was rolling, was, rolling, I was, rolling. I, I was directed by none other than Rosemary Rodriguez, a famed mm -hmm. television director. Yeah. Uh, I was there, man. I'm going to be on IMDb, man. Yeah, yeah. And Rich Corbin was was a part of the film. Rich Corbin. Uh, can't Wait, you were in the movie too? 
He's in the movie. I am in the movie. He did wow. photography. He did stand-in work. He did espressos for Valerie Perrine. This oh, motherfucker. Man, that was, that was, it was a, such a treat working on that movie. This Seriously. motherfucker. It was like a vacation. Everything and anything. Anyway, back to the fucking point of this whole thing. I got to say, you know, it took us a long time, meaning we almost didn't get a permit to shoot at Hollywood Race Park. Which and is I in was, Inglewood, California. Which is in Inglewood, California, which I was kind of pissed off, blah, 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 and huffing and puffing. I got to tell you, man, watching this movie at the end of it, seeing all these people like rally together and fight to prevent that Walmart from being built on that fucking track, by the way, where the casino is now. Not that the casino's any better, but... I, it just it just restored my faith in humanity. Well, and when they built that casino, it put the mom and pop casinos out of business. Well, it's a, well, that's a what's a totally different. That's a totally <laughs> the backroom card game out of. Well, that's a that's, right. that's a totally different animal store. altogether because the racetrack actually is gambling, so it's sure. not a big deal. It's family gambling is what it is. Well, whatever it is, I it doesn't kids, matter. I saw kids there with their dads and stuff. Well, you know they're alcoholics in training. I mean, you got you got to you got to <laughs> get your experience somewhere, but. They got together, they fought, and Walmart was given the boot. Yeah, they organized. That, that gave da- me, uh, Davey killed Goliath. That's what they right, chanted. That's what they were chanting. Um, in Chandler, Arizona, the same thing happened. And then the movie closes with a bunch of fucking people, a bunch of uh, uh, people talking about um, um, Walmarts that, that have been trying to be built. George Washington? Like, you, at, at the end, they talk about how Walmart wants to build at George Washington's childhood home. On his on the Washington farm, right, right, they right. Want to build a fucking right, Walmart right. on Washington's childhood farm. What the fuck is wrong with you, you bumbaclad motherfucker? Ah, fuck it. I never liked Washington. Anyway, anyway, so anyway, he's, he's, he, he was no Lincoln. <laughs> all I want to say, all I want to say, all I want to do is take a zoom, 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 take a, a boom, boom, boom. Just shake the house. All I want to do is take a zoom, 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 and take a boom, boom. Just kiss my butt. Seriously, all I want to say is that. All it takes is a little bit of enlightenment. All it takes is a little bit of educating yourself, just sure. opening up yourself to the facts. I mean, I know you shop at Walmart occasionally to get, you know, you collect toys and stuff like that. Hey, 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 let's leave my private life out of this, buddy. <laughs> you collect action figures and you sell them. And, you know, you that's cool. I'm not begrudging that. I think that's cool. I love action figures. Whenever I'm in, whenever, whenever I'm in New Hampshire or wherever and there's a Walmart and it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night, I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's go to Walmart. I got to tell you something. After this movie, I will never, ever go into a Walmart for the rest of my life. I will never go into a Walmart. I don't give a fuck. See, this is scary for the listener because the listener is going to hear this and go, oh, shit, I better not watch that movie because I'll have to change my life. Well, if you listen to Nasorius Public Radio, if you've been a, a proud supporter of our of our uh, ear hole. Uh, this show uh, will change your life. This show will change your life. We, we've talked about trans fats and, you know, we, we've enlightened ourselves on, yeah. as to what trans fats are. And I'm, you know, you listen. I, listen. I threw my peanut butter out because of you, motherfucker. Me too. Me too. I, I, I went home. I looked at the shit. I said, what the fuck? I, I mean, I'm putting, I'm putting plastic and you know what? I bought a different peanut butter. With all, all I had was Valencia peanuts, sea salt, and that's it. Valencia it, peanuts. Yeah, it doesn't taste the same. Valencia. That's how fucked up it is. It doesn't taste the same, good or bad. Yeah. All, all, all it takes, all it takes, is this artificial bullshit to make it taste like crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, all, all I'm saying here is, um, all I'm saying here is that you have to educate yourself. You know. The information's out there. You know, do the research, find out for yourself what's really going on so you can make ed- educated choices. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How much money are you really saving, right? I'm saving uh, a, dollar, a dollar per action figure. Right, which which at the end of the day, does that... Does, is that worth, like, that's the equivalent of these fucking people barricading on Black Friday to save, you know, $2 on a towel that is going to scratch your ass anyway because it's fucking 72 count. You know what I mean? But well, the- Target Target needs to pick their shit up with their action figure aisle, which sucks. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Do you feel my pain? I hear you. I hear, <laughs> I hear you. Thankfully, I haven't bought an action figure in a long fucking time. That's you know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen. People usually buy them for me. Anyway, listen. Really? Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to wrap. We're going to wrap up our show because our time has come uh, 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 pretty close. Um, you have a, a show coming up, uh, Sal, uh, at the Third Street Promenade in I, Santa Monica. I would love to invite any listeners of NPR Nestorius Public Radio down to. 
Third Street Promenade Playhouse in Santa Monica, California. That's a good is, show. That is tomorrow night at 9 p.m. That is Friday. And if you mention NPR and Astoria's Public Radio, you will get two-for-one admission. Right. What's the admission? Like five bucks some? I have no idea. But but just so you know, tell him Sal Rodriguez there at NPR, and then he'll get you two two for one. Uh, that's what we met, actually. We, we, I, we, I, I met you. We and, had talked. And, and, we had and, talked. And, and, and Nestor was I, an internet friend that became a real-life friend. I came to see your show. And which we got is usually to, scary, by right, the way. Right. Anyway... <laughs> For those of you that want to know, I uh, my the first uh, stand-up special that has ever been recorded and televised. I'm just going to start pumping this up early on. We'll air on Stars in Black, which is a, 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 a an extension of Stars Television. Uh, is going to be my my my. My uh, whatever fifteen minutes, ten minutes uh, stand up uh, special is going to be December twenty fifth. What a great Christmas gift! So December twenty fifth, check out la, Stars la, in Black. Stars in Black. It's, it's the name of the show Happy is Stand holiday. Up. It's S T A A A N and D U P. Stand Up. Anyway, that's that. That's uh that concludes our show. Fuck Walmart. Don't buy shit at Walmart. Listen a big pun. And get yourself up on uh, craft work. That shit is totally worth it. Talking shit, so y'all gotta like, you know, encourage me to hold.